from the Tie Cats Audio Network. This is the Tie Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. It's great to have you with us on Tie Cats This Week, especially after a victory. First time we can say that, that we're doing Tie Cats This Week after a victory leading into the next game, which is Thursday, 9 o'clock Eastern Time start on the Tie Cats Audio Network as the Tiger Cats visit. The Edmonton Elks, and the Elks have struggled, so this is a great time for the Tiger Cats to maybe be putting things together. I'm R.J. Broadhead, along with Luke Tasker. It, uh, funny what a win does. All of a sudden, things have changed. The Tiger Cats, when you look at the standings, are no longer in the bottom. Because of the tie break, they move ahead of Ottawa, but it's, it's, a, it's a much different feel than a week ago. Yeah, it really is, and I remember it as a player, too. It's, it's totally a monkey off your back uh feeling you know just the ever winning just solves everything i remember i remember in 2019 when it seemed like we couldn't lose a game you know at that year it was like we were playing there were some times where we were playing really bad and just winning regardless and it's like you know it just like felt so easy for 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 once and and this year you know it it, they had to grind till to their fourth game to get the win but boy the wins feel the same you know whether you whether you've won you know five in a row or one in a row it just everything feels better and it's easier to go to go to work the next day after a, a win at home yeah, we'll delve into that a little bit. I just want to talk about this week in the CFL. All of a sudden, you know, you go 0-3, the Tiger Cats do to start the season, and, and a lot of question marks. Uh, it seemed like a lot of issues, and they get that victory. And now this week, it it could be a lot different in the CFL standings because Toronto visits Montreal on Friday. So only one of them is going to get the two points, unless it's a tie, but that hasn't happened in a while. So... Um, chances are, is it better Toronto goes 4-0? Is it better Montreal loses? And if the Ticats get the victory, it's still early in the season, so we won't get into that minutia of uh, a couple of wins. But it is, all of a sudden, in two weeks, the Tiger Cats could be in a much, much better spot in that East Division. It's funny how it works. Yeah, the, it's the beauty of the CFL. And I do think one, we touched on it last week, RJ, and I think one of the differences this year is that we've had so many seasons where you know, the front is, is heavily loaded with cross-divisional games, you know, and where uh, your East Division opponents are, are loaded on the back end. And, uh, you know, this is a lot of East games uh, for the Ticats uh, early in uh, Toronto coming up again shortly. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to shape up quickly here. I don't know. Do you want Toronto to really be 4-0? <laughs> yeah, I know. Pulling away. Yeah, that's, that's hard. It's tough to catch. But yep. do you want Montreal and Toronto with three wins? I don't know. If the Tiger Cats take care of their business, they're only one behind. First place yep. is still attainable. So it'll be fun to see how it plays out. And Ottawa is a tough game, too, on Saturday. Winnipeg is in Ottawa. So that'll be a, a tough one for the Red Blacks for sure. But anything can happen. Um. When you look at that that game last week, coming off a of bye week, there's there's something about the teams coming off a of bye week still. Since the Tiger Cats Audio Network has been in existence, the Tiger Cats have never lost coming out of a bye week. We'll keep with that stat. Hopefully, it keeps going because there's another bye coming up in August, not too long from now. But you said it, Luke, that it, these East Division games, so they play in Edmonton on Thursday, then three straight against East Division, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, and they'll see those three rivals, and all of a sudden, not even midway through to, through the season, then 
if they win those East Division games, Ticats could be in a pretty good spot. Oh yeah, I mean that's that is a that is a ton of weight on the standings for for summer football. Um, every you'll have played each of your divisional opponents twice uh, uh, before the half of the season, so really different in that way. You know, I think back to the Ottawa game at Tim Hortons Field, and it's not it certainly was not mistake free. It's never going to be, uh, and it came down you know to to the very very end. I actually was impressed with you know an Ottawa team that lost uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli after all of the talk and, and, and everything about uh, of him being back and then having to, having to suffer that loss, they, they stayed in there and battled too. So I don't want to, you know, you can't write off that team as the season progresses, meaning the red blacks, um, they're going to, they're going to be able to find some traction. Sorry, just to jump in there, Luke, they've got a lot of players injured too. Ottawa. If they yes, hang they in to mid season, they'll be a different team on the field. A lot of key guys, including a couple of former target tiger cats like Cariel Brooks, and Braylon Addison, he should be back at some point. So it's uh, they'll be interesting if they can hang around. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see how that see how that uh, that six game and one game list uh, changes for Ottawa as as things continue. But uh, the the things that stand out to me though in that Ottawa game, the the, the Ticats defense getting to the quarterback and taking the ball away. Those those are things that that you know fans and. And the, the team has been waiting waiting to, to change, and, and we saw some of that, which is really encouraging, especially those takeaways. It's just huge. Yeah, they hadn't had an interception going into that game, and that was a bit of a concern. But didn't you get the feel that the defense, I don't know if they looked at the statistics, but they know what the statistics are. And through three games, this defense, who's been the heart and soul of the team for so long, has was not performing up to their capabilities, and I think they really turned that around. Shut Ottawa out in the first and fourth quarters, and you said all those turnovers, three interceptions and a fumble recovery, that was that was huge. And is that more the defense you expect to see going forward? Uh, it is, yeah. And you get Lawrence Woods back this year, or this week, excuse me, as they go to Edmonton. Um, and you hope that he's able to to stay healthy, but that secondary uh, has been impressive. Certainly was impressive against Ottawa. And then, you know, Simone Lawrence was our Ticats Audio Network player of the game, and and rightly so. I mean, the guy just looked awesome out there. And uh, Ted Laurent with that big scoop with the with the old uh, <laughs> scoop and try to score. And uh, you know, yeah, this is more so what what I was expecting. Uh, and that's the way it goes sometimes. I mean, I the crazy thing, RJ, is you get to late October as a player. You, you don't even remember June and July. Like you just don't, it just, it's just a lifetime ago and you've, you're, you've changed. You're as a player, you're different and your team is better. And so you just don't remember this, that those first three games, unfortunately they still weigh, you know, they count. Uh, but, uh, but you know, this team, I like the trajectory of the Ticat defense right now. It's funny you say that. Think to game one against Winnipeg. That seems like it was a long time ago. Right? <laughs> I can't. Do you, I don't even. Do you remember even being in the booth that day? Like it was. That was. That was ages ago. And it's like yeah. it was like you know. <laughs> it's the way yeah, it goes. You have to go back and read about the game, but football was, years, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. It's it's week by week. Coach O always says it. The the next game's the most important game. Um. The, the the balanced attack on offense, we talked about it going into the Ottawa game that it was really pass-heavy. This past week, pretty good. Over 100 yards rushing for the first time this season. Rushed 27 times, passed 26 times. 
So that's almost 50-50 and a more balanced attack. Did you like what you saw from the Tiger Cats on offense? Yeah, I thought it looked creative too. And you just, just part of that is just, hey, we've got James Butler. This is, this is, we paid for him. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's an important part of this team. Give him a chance, you know? And so on. I think they did. You can, in the Coach O show earlier this week, that was interesting. You know, his, coach's answer was not was sort of direct I mean, he's saying yeah it wasn't just the flow of the game that that suggested run he made it clear like we they went in there saying we are going to run you know a little bit more and and uh i i think you, you get you get better at that too and yes you can't struggle for so long and and keep doing it but if you get a little success early on even within a game you get better at that you know and those guys start winning you win one one-on-one battle up front blocking and it makes it you know it gives you the confidence and the idea to go do to do it again and so you can actually progress with even within a game and get get better at uh at their running attack and uh i thought james butler uh you know looked impressive i mean they had some really nice chunks chunk large chunk runs that we have not seen uh prior to that game yeah we saw some real flashes and bursts from him uh, red zone, a bit of a concern. 0 for 5 in the last two games for the Tiger Cats. They're getting field goals, but what a difference. If they can put it in the end zone, they can get those first-half leads that they haven't had yet this season. That's right. I mean, it, it would the, the whole structure of each of these games would have been different if they had – you're not going to have perfect, right? But if you just had – uh, uh, you know, twice at least the productiveness that you were, that you ha- that you have been able to do down there uh, – it's been it it has been a problem and it continues continues to be i mean we had that you know nine point lead it just just you know stubborn stubborn uh you know leads here but but only only by field goals and uh the McAllister play from outside the score zone that was the touchdown for the tie cats that was impressive you know, but you can't put it in the end zone from 45 yards out with a wide receiver screen screen every time. You know, you're going to get those in <laughs> McAllister. And that's, by the way, McAllister, that's a player that I'm enjoying watching and I'm excited <laughs> to see his continued involvement. But, you know, a, a wide receiver screen that, that, that goes for long, that reminded me of Speedy B uh, early in my career. He, that some, Every now and again, he would just take a wide receiver screen and just turn it into an explosive play. But uh, but yeah, the red zone work, you know, you, you really, you've got to focus on that as a, as the receiver and quarterback combinations. And, uh, Tommy Condell, I'm, I'm sure is, is, uh, trying to be as creative and, and, uh, as, uh, as, uh, productive as he can there as well. Well, a lot, a lot of credit to, of course, Oh, Ed Hervey, Drew Alamein, Spencer Zimmerman for finding a guy like Tyreek McAllister, those playmakers, they're not easy to find, but uh, we saw what he can do, and he hasn't been with the team for very long. One thing stands out to me going into this game against Edmonton as far as the depth chart and Tyreek McAllister, you mentioned it. Lawrence Woods is back, but McAllister is listed as the returner, and we know Lawrence Woods is very good, but McAllister seems to be uh, making such an impression that he's going to get another crack at that role. Are you surprised that it's not Woods? And there's also the part that we 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 maybe just don't know about about the full health for Lawrence Woods, right? And that the but the return game in the Montreal against Montreal, so two games ago for the Tie Cats, it was it was maybe one of the poorest return games that we've seen with the Tie Cats. Um, and it is a asset to have Lawrence back in the defensive secondary, but if you got a tool like McAllister to to put here, put a little sprinkle in offensively and in the return game, 
I've often found those that's that's how most of the of the great returners in the CFL take a part in the game. They have their personnel package on offense. Maybe they're going to get five to ten reps on offense, and then they're going to handle the the return. It that that was Speedy B's start right uh, in Hamilton, just getting sprinkled in here and there. And then once it is hard, it's a lot of workload to play a full load in either in the defensive secondary or in the or in the offensive backfield or split out. And all the returns, it's a heavy, heavy lift. And so makes sense to me just sort of strategically, logistically to, 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 to have a guy like McAllister uh, take that return game. And then hopefully, you know, you have a healthy Lawrence Woods uh, in the defensive secondary. Yes, absolutely. Edmonton, what is going on with the Elks? They have struggled, especially at home. 19 straight losses at home. They haven't won at home since October of 2019. This is one that just makes you shake your head, this streak. Mm. And from mm. a Ticats perspective, you don't want to be the team that breaks that streak. You want to go mm. in there and keep a team that's down, down. Ticats haven't won on the road. So it's it's really an interesting uh, setup for this game. But it's a chance for the Tiger Cats to establish themselves. I think they did that a bit last week against Ottawa, uh, a team that's one victory came against Edmonton. So if you base it on that, the Tiger Cats are in a pretty good spot. But how does a player approach a game like this? You, you know the team's struggling. You know they haven't won. They're 0-5 on the season and 19 straight losses at home. How do you go into this game? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't give you a little bit of confidence, honestly. Like you do, you do, you just do feel better, you know, and it, it's sort of a sort of a uh, you know, false answer to say, to, from my perspective, to say, oh, as a player, no, you take every, you take it serious, and and you and you know they're good too. They are, and that's all. That's real stuff. But it does give you confidence. You know that this team uh, has a record of losing. They they had a you know the Saskatchewan was able to put up a lot of points in the fourth quarter to come back and beat them, and that's sort of you and I have seen that with with tight and tight cat games. You know, with the struggles in the fourth quarter at time at times during a season when the tight cats have been struggling. That's sort of a, a key sign of that. Uh, and so Edmonton's in that position right now, but you know, you, you, you get desperate, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, but if you have an, an Edmonton that gets desperate, that gets aggressive, that t- takes bigger risks, sometimes that, sometimes that's what it takes. And that team can start turning it around. Uh, the idea of you keep a losing team losing, you know, again, in the coach O show with Luke Tasker this week, he coached, he didn't, he didn't sort of lean into that, to that mentality effectively. You know, you're gonna you want to you want to make a he, I believe he said it. You want to make a losing team, uh, or you want to make a winning team lose, be a losing team as well. Like you know, you're going in there yeah. to win, and their record does not mean much. Uh, but as a player, uh, you, you can sort of lick your chops a little bit. Like you you want to you want to take advantage of the things that you're seeing them do poorly on film, and you're excited for a chance to do that. So uh, maybe there is that little added pressure in this case because of this so-called streak, you know, I, I don't think I'd have really had that on my mind as a player. You know, I don't think you're really totally worried about that, but it's, but it is sort of a media thing that you hear. And, and at some point there's going to be a team who gets beat by Edmonton at home. So uh, ideally it's not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, uh, take care of business. They got their first win against Ottawa, get their first road win against Edmonton and, right back in the race for top spot in the East Division. So they have to look after themselves, play well, build on that game against the Red Blacks. Matt Schultz will be the starting quarterback again for the Tiger Cats. He went 19 for 26, 233 yards, threw a touchdown, an interception. 
Didn't throw deep very often, but the the two and outs were minuscule, just three of them in the whole game. What did you think of uh, Matt's performance? Yep, uh, improving uh, for sure. I mean, he he is trustworthy. Like I, I feel good about Matt Schultz as a guy who can manage the game and who can hang in there for four quarters and can put together drives, be get early, middle, and late. Um, it, the the deep ball is interesting. I mean, and I guess if you're gonna, they threw the ball almost half of the times that they had the previous week. So you're just that's just half the amount of plays to, to throw the ball in different directions, right? But early in the season, in the games that they were not able to win, they they were at times. It almost looked like they said, okay, if nothing else, we're going to give guys a shot. At times, they were doing that, uh, and where they were they were putting moving the ball down the field against Montreal. You saw Matt Schultz make some really tough completions at that sort of mid level, you know, that fifteen to twenty five yard range. Um, I can think you can think back to some really tight throws in there to Duke Williams, and of course there was interceptions in that game, but uh, you know. They, they they answered the one call of increasing the running attempts, right? And that was sort of a must-do. That was sort of something that really looked lacking from those previous offensive efforts. Um, and now to get back to some of that deep ball, that maybe that's a, maybe that's a direction we're going to see them take in Edmonton. Yeah, they, we had seen some creativity, at least in that Ottawa game, coming out of the bye week. So maybe they got some more tricks up their sleeve. Bit of a concern that Tim White was quiet. Duke Williams was quieter than he had been in the previous couple of games is – is that a case of Ottawa focusing on shutting down those two, or was it the Tiger Cats not using them as much? It could have been. Um, I, I, you know, it could have been. I, I think. I think that probably not. Uh, uh, as far as uh, the Tiger Cats not f- focusing there, I, I would say they'd have no reason to not be going back to, to Duke the way that he's been making catches down the field. And you know, we've seen. We've seen the ups and the downs uh, with Tim white a little bit, just, just as far as his involvement in production. Um, and hopefully we're going to, you know, hope in Edmonton, you'd love to see that downfield attack. And that my first, my first idea there goes to Tim white for sure, just with his speed and uh, the ability to make plays deep. Like we've seen, of course I say that and all I can, my, my first impression of Duke Williams was of course, 2018 when it was just, deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. So I, I wonder if we'll, if we'll see a little bit of that uh, as well. Well, I know Ticats fans hope, and uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday, 9 o'clock kickoff. A little bit later, but it's the latest game of the season for the Tiger Cats, so they don't have anything later than the 9 p.m. Eastern pregame shows at 8 o'clock Eastern with Bubba and Andy. And Luke, what are you, what are you expecting to, to see as a performance from the Tiger Cats in Edmonton, a team that's been struggling, you think they're going to go to two and three? I do. I think they got a great opportunity here. I found that you have a team like Edmonton struggling to get their win. It's really hard, and when you're in that position, to come back on a team to to get if you're down early to 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 make that change. Uh, that's sort of where that mentality comes from. Keeping a team a losing team losing to me because it really is. There, there's there's an energy challenge and a, and a morale challenge to come back from behind when you're already you know been losing game after game and so you know we'll see how this first quarter shapes up for the tie cats and if they can get a lead early well luke looking forward to, to seeing you at the game and uh we'll see what happens it's another big one for the tiger cats yeah you bet looking forward to it be sure to listen on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. It's the Tiger Cats visiting the Edmonton Elks pregame show, eight o'clock. Luke and I will have the call at nine o'clock Eastern Time. Thanks for listening to Tiger Cats this week. 
It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gamedayatigcats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiger Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.